Hi, everybody. We are back to talk about what it means to be holistic. What does the word holistic mean? Because Carmela and each Carmela and I each have this uh, trauma involved with the word holistic <laughs> that we want to talk about a little bit. And she mentioned a little bit on our first intro podcast. But Carmela, what is your beef with the holistic? And then I want to share some stories that I've been through too, so that we can help the public understand what it really means. I just think too many people through that term out there. And it was what I called the hippy dippy people. I love them. I'm sure they believe in what they're doing, but no, I don't think that you can touch someone's forehead and heal them. Um, I don't believe that you can just pull energy with your fingers out of somebody and make weird sounds and heal them. Right, right. Yes. And see, that's what's tough when you hear the word holistic. A lot of people don't realize the real definition of that word is just looking at the whole. And that's you know, all the organ systems, the lifestyle, and not even like some people think that means nothing conventional, but that's not actually true. Cause part of looking at the whole, there might be some modern conventional medicine. There might be some complementary or, or alternative care. And that's true holistic support is just looking at the big picture and helping to advocate for somebody to make sure, you know, cause let's talk about that. You had mentioned when we introduced you to everybody, what you went through with your dog and the health of Mia, how exhausting it was to sort through all that by yourself. And you didn't know what you were looking at. So for me personally, as a holistic health advocate, I'm helping the person that's already kind of beat down sometimes keep up with everything and be able to sort through what they spoke about at five different physicians office or their, you know, their functional med doctor and their recent blood work. So to me, that's what holistic really means, but that's not what the general public has felt when they hear the word, word holistic. Right. And of course we got the internet, which anybody can write anything on there. So when you look something up and you're trying to find a cure for something, and all these holistic remedies show up and you want to believe them, but a lot of them aren't true. They don't do anything. They just right. lead you down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Or like you said, like maybe a remedy, it's again, one piece of the puzzle. It's not really holistic if it's not looking at the whole. And it's so funny when you said like, you know, you just can't lay hands on somebody and heal them. And I you know I'm <laughs> sure there's some people that have experienced that, but know what happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But what happened a few years back, there was a woman that drove to me from a few counties over and she was looking for some support with her health. And you know, we went through again, all of her stressors and uh, what her blood work showed and what her physicians were telling her. And I kind of looked at where the breakdowns were and what stressors were impacting her body. And I helped give her a game plan on what she could do differently to help herself feel better. Well, you know, within really just a few weeks, she started feeling drastically different. And she went through the same thing you did where she tried to tell all of her friends and they thought she was crazy and yeah. they just kind of like, okay, okay, Karen, that's good. And then a few weeks later, they, they said, Hey, do you want to go to this? Um, I think it was a card reading event where they were going to do like a, 
a medium and a card reading. And she said, no, no, I'm tired. And they're like, wait a minute, you'll go to the hocus pocus person there in Spring Hill, but you won't go to a card reading. (laughs) So like, wait a minute, what do they think I'm doing with this hocus pocus? And so they were equating equating the word holistic with like, again, hocus pocus. And so it was just like, oh my gosh, it's so sad what we have been taught to think. Or like, again, a lot of us are just busy. So really slowing down long enough to really take a look at what it means to be holistic and exactly what you said some people really do destroy the name you know some people utilize that word as an opportunistic business person and they might really charge somebody for a lot of you know snake oil type of things or excessive yeah excessive diagnostics things that really do give it a bad name you know just like we said there's good doctors and bad doctors and the same thing in the holistic realm you know, that's why I kept telling you, we need to come up with a new name because even though holistic means exactly what you said, because they got to it first, it means something totally different to the rest of us as yes. mundanes. It, but I haven't thought of a new name for what you do. <laughs> it's really hard. We always say it's hard to say what I do because we're really, again, looking at so many angles. And that truly is holistic when we're looking at lifestyle stressors and we're looking at, you know, what somebody might be, um, you know, doing to their body each day, what they had been through in the past with different medicines and different things, very, you know, really sorting through that. And not everybody's willing to take that time with their client or their patient to help them figure it out. You know, it can be, it can definitely be very overwhelming, you know, and you and I were talking about how, you know, it's been unique, how I've been judged for doing holistic coaching or even believing in it. And I tell people, I I don't think you know that like, you know, 27 years ago when I was first deciding what to go to college for, my goal was to either be a radiologist because I wanted to know it all, or I wanted to be a dietitian because I had body image distortion and I was in a very unhealthy relationship. And I thought if I was stayed thin my whole life that the person wouldn't mentally or physically abuse me. Now that that was a horrible thought process, but that's how I was thinking. So sure enough, I, I chose dietetic versus radiology. Um, and then, like I told you before, I had to leave traditional uh, dietetic school because everything I was learning, I was actually getting sick. And so I, you know, dealing with IBS and the infertility issues and then chronic Epstein-Barr virus, I had multiple specialists. I had um, GI doctors, I had uh, oncologists, hematologists, endocrinologists, and nobody could help me heal. So I was, I tell people all the time, it's kind of forced in this path. You know, I'm blessed now that I was led this way. Um, But again, I didn't know what holistic even was. And then when I started healing myself through changes and started realizing that again, holistic wasn't hocus pocus and it was really the basics to sell science. I, I wanted to share it with everybody, just like what you experienced with Mia. Right. You know, like I mean, even, mm-hmm. what was that class I took of yours that talked about, um, uh, the Wi-Fi in your home and the stressors that that caused, even things like that. I mean, yeah, it sounds a little bit out there when you first hear it, but then you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. It makes sense that it's having an effect on ourselves. It wasn't around a hundred years ago. So our ancestors didn't have to deal with those problems. So that makes sense to me. But if you're going to stick your hand on my forehead, no, I'm not going to believe you're going to heal me. 
<laughs> no, and that's the thing. And we really, we were just talking about that also is that like nobody can truly heal you from the outside. We can help facilitate healing. We can help guide. I can help make some neuromuscular corrections to remove some stress from your body, but it's really up to us to change our lifestyle, to change how we honor our body. It really, how we eat, sleep, think, and breathe is a large majority of how our body's going to function. And so that's kind of what I do is just kind of coach people how to treat their body like a temple. But then also, because I do understand the science behind how the neuromuscular system works and how everything's connected. I can teach them some things to help kind of speed that process up a little bit. Uh, and again, when I'm doing my health paperwork, my goal is to make sure I'm missing as few things as possible that we're really looking at, like what, what you were referring to, the cellular stressors. So um, I did a lot of research into Dr. Hans Selye's work and the impacts to all these different stressors to our cells. So exactly what you said, our cells are supposed to feel some stress but because how things are so different than they were just 50, 60 years ago, once the cells get overloaded with like excess electromagnetic activity and mental stress and nutritional stress, you know, even various chemical exposure that we weren't exposed to in the past, the cells cannot sustain homeostasis. And that leads to dis-ease in the body to where things are not, you know, communicating well. So my goal is to look at, okay, which stressors are impacting you the most and how do I help walk you through how to reduce the stressors that are within your control? And that really um, leads to completely different outcomes. And sometimes it sounds too good to be true or too simple, but that really is the basics to how the cells work within the body. And one of the many things that I love about you and I try to tell people, she's not telling you to give up your cell phone and your computer and your Wi-Fi. She's just saying, if you do have those things, you might need to make changes in another area that you're willing to make changes in. So you can have these things in your life. You're not telling people to go back to horse and buggy and let's get rid of all electricity, electronics. You just have to figure out what works for you, what works for your body, what you're willing to give up. And it's so amazing that when you give up, when you start, when I took that class, I paid attention to how many hours I sat a day in front of my computer, right next to my uh, um, router, my server, my Wi-Fi. And when I stopped doing that, I felt a difference. Mm -hmm. I'm literally sitting next to mine right now. Well, so <laughs> <And> am I. <laughs> yeah, which is, is not good, but exactly what but you I said. But I limited it. Yeah, but I started paying attention to it. I actually noticed a difference in my body. Actually, it was my head. I had less headaches. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what I was supposed to feel, but I had less headaches because, you know, I lived alone. I became a recluse and I would sit here for 10 hours a day in front of a computer. Mm -hmm. Right. No. And that's the thing is, you know, there were certain things I wasn't ready to change when I learned about these different aspects of what was impacting, you know, my body and I knew that I couldn't completely get away from computers and cell phones, but I knew that I could stop like just randomly scrolling, looking at out of boredom or, or again, they make these things to be addictive. So now I try and it, a big thing that happens, especially for those of us that have been dealing with health issues, will tend to be on the computer constantly researching. And that was a big issue for me when I started learning that there was 
were different answers. I was constantly researching and creating presentations and writing, but I didn't realize I was constantly connected. And I had to stop at some point trying to learn more and research more and just relax and be a human being versus a human doing and actually get out in nature, drink some water, take a break to eat some good food, right? And you even talk about little things like if you're going to wear the headphones, don't wear the wireless ones, those little changes. So you're not saying don't do it. Obviously, some people need it for their jobs. Just make better choices. Mm -hmm. And some people are very techie. So I understand. So when we go through that, there's I think the workshop you're referring to that's on the website is uh, take control of your health. And basically, it was that three hour little self-assessment where you decide what's right for you, what to change. Like for me personally, there was thir- certain things I was willing to change right away with my diet. And there's a couple of things I was willing to change right away with my mental health, like how I spoke to myself and how I thought of others. And I, I just worked on those steps first. And then I made some other steps, but like things I did not really pay attention to with the um, cell phone and the computer. I didn't, mm-hmm. and again, this might get a little too, too deep, but I didn't know those were called non-ionizing radiation. So it's still like you're constantly radiating yourself and who likes radiation, but it's not the type of radiation, like ionizing radiation. It doesn't instantly kill your cells, but it creates this thing called a free radical that some of you have heard about it, which is an unstable molecule that starts attacking your other cells. And if you're run down, your body can't fight that. And now you start getting negative symptoms all from these little silent stressors that we think are no big deal. Yeah. You know, I love um, your stories. I don't know if you could share this story, but you did it uh, to me. I don't know if you did it in class, but do you remember the story about the woman who had headaches and uh, I think she lived in an apartment or a condo and oh. what, what was it? The water department had put in new smart meters. No, it ha- that was actually from a, um, medical doctor, MD, that had converted more into a holistic physician, Dr. Lee Cowden. Some people know him. He's an excellent cardiologist, and he heads up the ACIM Integrated Medical Fellowship that I was part of. And he was explaining that he had a patient that was getting reoccurring headaches, and he had kind of looked at every angle. And the last thing they checked, she lived in this apartment building that she lived on the side where all the little electric meters were for each of the apartments, and they had switched them out to the smart meter. And because electromagnetic activity that that put off and her sensitivity to it, that was what was causing the issue. So literally all she did is switch the apartment to the other side of the building and the headaches went away. And so he had referred to something. And again, some people might not like give this any credit, but some people are really very sensitive to this, just like some people are sensitive to caffeine and others to medication, but there's uh, a designation called a house biologist. And they actually come and do inspections to see where there might be excess electromagnetic activity or where the Wi-Fi might be crossing, like to make sure you don't put your bed in that area, because when you're trying to sleep all night long, that's really, you know, uh, overexciting the cells, so to speak. See, I actually believe in that stuff. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I know. Once you learn it, we should, right? <laughs> um, but no, for me, it's, I really was very obsessed with like the exercise and the diet. And it took me a while before I, again, started looking at the whole. I, I really wasn't looking at my mental, like my communication with myself. I wasn't looking at chemical exposure. Like 
years ago when I had melasma, this, which, which is where you get like this mask on your face, when you go in the sun, it will darken in certain browns, um, patches where it looked like I actually had a mustache, but it was literally just dark Brown. And it looked, but it was horrible because I was pale and I'd get this Brown mustache. So I would use this very expensive cream that some of you may be aware of called Obagi. And it was amazing because it stripped everything off your face. But then I learned later it could cause like liver cancer. <laughs> uh, it's toxic. And then I learned that I didn't have to live with that. But a lot of times they tell you melasma is incurable. Well, when I changed my lifestyle and changed my stressors, all of that went completely away. And so, and when you say yeah. change, what people don't realize is a lot of them are little changes that I don't know, people that I know, they'd be willing to do that. You're oh, not yeah. always talking about major lifestyle changes. No, and and even if some of them are, it's okay if it's not overnight. Like I did the ones I felt I could cope with. And then when those changes happened and I started seeing the positive benefit, then I felt like I could make the next change and the next right. change. And so, yeah, gosh, it's been, you know, 13 to 16 years of evolution now. Um, but the first 10 to 15 years, I was headed down like a horrible path. Like I was burning <laughs> and now it was just awesome to put out some of those fires and, and feel amazing for so many years. And so really if we can, and again, I, I wish that more of the practitioners could get enough time to spend with their clients or patients to where they truly can be holistic. Because if you do help walk someone through these different stressors and you can really dig deep as to what was the precursor to some of the symptoms that they started having, the amazing effect to be able to have on someone's life and the, um, the quality, the label holistic could gain back would be absolutely amazing, you know? Absolutely. And I mean, we talked about on the last podcast, my wrist, it wasn't something so debilitating that I couldn't lift things or I couldn't drive. I could use my wrist. It was just a slight pain that was just, it hurt. So it would have been fine to live with that for the rest of my life. But when it went away and it was something simple, Mm -hmm. that relieved so much stress that I didn't even realize I was having. No. And that's what we were talking about that when there's a neuromuscular compensation that you don't even realize is happening, that's like, you have this underlying current of stress or anxiety that you don't even know where it's coming from because you don't know how to identify it. I tell people like you have this little pinhole leak in your tire and you can't find out where it's at and you just never can get it to stay full. That's kind of what I'm identifying. Where is your body losing energy that you don't even realize that it's being lost? And it's interesting. I had a family come recently, um, a mother and her daughters and each of them kind of gave me the rundown of what they were going through. And it was, I mean, each of them had pretty drastic things going on in different directions. One that was more of like a cardiac issue, another one, a GI issue, the, the other one, you know, chronic fatigue. And it was interesting. It blew them away. Like the one with the GI issue did not know that you could have a mid back issue with a neuromuscular problem causing your inability to have a normal bowel movement. And so she, everybody was addressing things through like, you know, eat more fiber, take some Miralax, do magnesium citrate, take all these laxatives, do a colonoscopy, but 
nobody knew that your nervous system can be impacted by a muscle compensation in your mid back. So it took me about, you know, 15 minutes to find that connection, then to help her with how mental stress connects to the GI tract. And then definitely a lot of the things we've been taught about diet are completely opposite of what we thought we should do. When you're having a GI issue and you eat more fiber, it actually fatigues your body more, but that's like a whole other topic we can talk about. But looking at eat all three of them on a holistic level and looking at the nervous system, the daily lifestyle, the stressors that they each have to face individually. Cause she said, well, when I go back to college, how am I possibly going to eat a certain way? I said, Oh no. I said, you're not going to be perfect. We just find angles. And I said, that's what I want you to think about is if you can't do it the way, like a textbook would tell you to do it, what can you do? What angle can we do to help you treat yourself better than you would have last year in college? This isn't about like, if I'm not perfect, I'm failing. This is what can I do to honor my body in this unique world that we're currently living in, right? Exactly. And that's why I send everybody to you. Oh, you're so funny. And then they don't listen because they're like, oh, no, nope. we, t- so <laughs> we many don't people even want like, to be my friends anymore. <laughs> what is this? Ken, 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 Ken. Um, and again, I don't, I don't even want to be right. I just want to help people feel better because I know what it, it's like to lose a lot of time and money going down the wrong path. And that's okay. you know, I plant the seed and they'll come yes. back. They'll come around when it's the right time. And I pray that they go to all the other people I'm teaching so I can breathe. Um, <laughs> But the last thing I wanted to say with that too is some people, we talked briefly about conventional medicine. There are times that, and again, a lot of people that come to me are on medication and there's people that have come to me that we never had a goal to get off medication. They just wanted to have some pain relief or lose some weight. And some of the people didn't know that as they learned how to remove these stressors from their body, that they were going to heal their thyroid and their doctor was going to keep lowering their thyroid medication. But I've had people in a mental health crisis that we've had to use medication with their psychiatrist or the hospital in the short term to stabilize them, but then do all these other things to help them, you know, sustain homeostasis. So when you're talking about holistic, if you're really approaching it in a non-judgmental way and you're doing the right thing for the client or the patient, you might actually need some meds in the short term for that person to be stable and safe until they learn how to treat their body differently, or they learn um, what's actually authentic for them to live well, you know, because like we said, all this contradicting misinformation can definitely get confusing to us. I feel like we have to be food scientists to even know how to eat anymore, you know? Oh, and they market it to us. I mean, all these, uh, these pill sorters, Monday through Thursday, you do this. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you, you have a bigger compartment. They just, they market it to us. Like we're supposed to be on all these medicines. Tell them again, what you said last time that we don't have a what deficiency. Yeah. We don't have a medication (laughs) deficiency. No, no. We have a nutrient and nurturing deficiency for sure. And sometimes the way we live today seems so common, but it really is not what God or nature intended for our living. So we're definitely living much different than was, you know, ever really expected for our body. But I do believe we can enjoy the modern conveniences of today and still live a pretty awesome life, you know? Well, Carmela, I think that we did a pretty decent job explaining at least our viewpoint on holistic. 
uh, we're going to get ready for episode three coming up. And that is going to be talking all about food, food within, you know, you don't have to be a dietitian to understand that the cells need nutrients and just talking for the everyday person on why food is so freaking confusing. Carmela is going to share some of the stressors she's been through or other people that she's wanted to help. And we're just going to dive into like the basics to how our body needs to be nourished so that we're a little bit less confused than what we've had been. Right. Exactly. Everyone yeah. Well, I stay tuned for that class. That's definitely a good one. Podcast. Yes. It's the biggest thing. <laughs> we definitely need to know what our body needs. Again, like if you don't know what your car needs, if you don't know that it needs gas, oil, and water, how can it run? So if we don't know what we're really supposed to be nourishing with, how can we feel our absolute best? Right. Yeah. And there's so many conflicting stories out there about what's good for you. You just don't know anymore, but no, you know, you're going to break it down for them. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on episode three. Have a great day guys. Bye everyone.